As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is a Bramble Jam podcast. Boy, oh boy, welcome back to History or His Story. My name is Dan, as always, joined by my two buddies, Panda and Bran. How you guys doing today? This isn't Yo Gavel Gavel? This is not Yo Gavel Gavel. Oh boy. I know. So I watched Judy for nothing? Man, you were really going to be ready for Yo Gavel Gavel. <laughs> oh man. Are you ready to go? I, I, I think so. You missed two in a row. Listen, I feel like I'm slowly sliding into irrelevance. Wow. And, uh, I, I feel sad today. That sounds like an emo song. <laughs> I'm working slowly on it right now. Sliding into irrelevance. You're doing a we'll country, country emo. What? It's country emo. Yeah. It's country emo. Katrimo. Katrimo. Yeah. Katrimo is the thing we're going to start uh, after boy, this is I over. I can't wait. Uh, so my name is Dan. I taught history for hey, 15 Dan. years. I now do this fun history podcast game show. So my life's going great. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and basically what happens is, is I tell three stories themed throughout history. And these guys get to ask me questions and three minutes of questions after each story to determine which of the stories that I am completely 100% fabricating, making up. And we kind of keep track as we go along. And right now, Panda's got five out of eight correct. Bran is on the schneid. He is still an ofer and he's got a new strategy. That's Go right, ahead and everybody. tell us about it. Yes, I am. Uh, I told you guys last week, I am devoted now to not getting a single one right mm-hmm. during the first part of the season. Once the Tournament of Champions, Tournament of Champions. starts though, I think then I will turn it on. Because wow. at this point, I've kind of been, you know, yeah, loosey-goosey, whatever. Loosey-goosey. Uh, yeah. You know, it's really just for me he's, as a scientist, I'm interested in how, statistically speaking, it's tough to get all of them wrong. He's trying to downplay your early success. Yeah, what he's no, doing. He's trying to make I, it irrelevant. I get it. Yeah, I get it. You're sliding into irrelevancy. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> Slowly. Um, so, I, I, will not be, I will not be dogged on this okay. brand. I just want to let you know, I know you, you, it hurts whenever you miss one. Okay. Whatever the case may be, 
You did mention, Bran, the yes. thing that makes season two special and different, and it is the Tournament of Champions. Tournament of Champions! And in the Tournament of Champions, we have a guest join us each and every week, and if they get it right, they get to come back wow. and play again until only one person is left standing, and that person will be crowned the season two champion. Wow. This week, we have listener Thomas Todd with us. Thomas, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing all right. Now, you're driving. You're not driving. You're riding through Nebraska right now, correct? I am, I am passaging through the Midwest. All right. And you, you feel good about being able to multitask while watching all those planes and, and still being able to get this right? I can feel American history wash all over me. Yes, you can. Now, the thing about Thomas, <laughs> the thing about Thomas is he's gotten to answer two questions from me, and he's not said the thing that I would lead with wherever I go, which was, I was on Jeopardy. He was on Jeopardy. Thomas, you were an actual contestant in 2014 on the real game show Jeopardy. It is a very real game show. I can confirm it's not fake news. <laughs> and here's the thing, Thomas. You told me beforehand that our game show is better than Jeopardy. That's correct? It's definitely easier. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Hey, how much money did you uh, win on Jeopardy? I got second place, so you get 2000 for second. You get a 1000 for third, and you get to keep your total if you win. So the uh, did you have to cover your travel up there, or was it all all-inclusive paid situation? Yeah, I'm, I- I'm from Northern California, so it was two trips to Southern California, uh, one for the audition and one for the taping, and you cover you cover your own expenses. So you be- kind of broke even on the deal, basically? A- after taxes, yeah, I broke even. But, you know, uh, when you can achieve your life dream by the age of 28, I, mean, I recommend it. Come on, go for it. So <laughs> well, if you win Tournament of Champions, you also might win $2,000. And I say might because you won't, but <laughs> it is the thought that counts, I think. That's right. And uh, Thomas, uh, just how many, of my, how many of my lies have you missed? about two two okay I'm pretty i'm pretty good feel, feel really good about this guys I'm, I'm not trying to shoot the moon like uh, uh like your friend over there yeah that's right you're not trying to go for broke uh, uh you say uh the moon is awesome so thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> you uh, you should be so lucky if i can shoot the moon all right so uh today's uh <laughs> today thomas just for you we have a very light-hearted topic and it is the kkk Oh my oh. gosh. Uh, and now this isn't just wrong anything about the KKK. This is how people defeated the KKK in very interesting ways. These are mm. all stories of how the KKK was shown up, embarrassed, or defeated in a particular small argument or battleground uh, during their time in existence. Uh, as you know, the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, is a white supremacist organization that's a terrorist group that was started in 1866, right after the Civil War. But every time that rights were extended to more people, the KKK would kind of come back out from hiding and try to make sure those rights did not get extended to more people. And so we have over 150 years of this terrible terrorist organization. And these are three more lighthearted stories of how, how they were defeated. So Thomas, are you ready to play? I am. All right. I'm going to tell you the name of the three stories in chronological order, and you will get to tell me the order in you in, in which you would like them heard. Story number one, baseball defeats the KKK. Story number two, Superman defeats the KKK. And story number three, a sock hop defeats the KKK. Uh, let's go with number one. So are you, what, do you want them to go chronological order or do you want to go one, three, two? Uh, we'll go one, two, three. Yeah. One, two, three. Chronological. <clears throat> 
Here we go. We ready? I'm in. I'm in. Baseball defeats the KKK. Your story one starts right now. So we're going to take you to Kansas in the 1920s. So you're close by to Kansas right now, Thomas. Kansas is admitted to the Union as a free state after the Civil War. Having said that, Kansas has always been very, very divided as a state. In fact, it's known in the 1850s as Bleeding Kansas because before it was a state, pro-slavery people and anti-slavery people both went to Kansas and they fought basically for the soul of the territory of Kansas and they were required to give a a constitution to the U.S. government in order to become a state. One side wanted it to be a pro-slavery state, the other side wanted it to be an anti-slavery state. And so they fought over it. Eventually, after the Civil War, it's admitted as a free state. Having said that, it has a very high population that is segregated. So it's one of the most segregated states in the Union. And by 1920, Kansas had over 100,000 card-carrying members of the KKK, including 5,000 in one of its biggest cities, the city of Wichita. The Wichita chapter of the KKK was known for having an incredibly oppressive agenda, even by the KKK standards. Um, They were, you know, most people know about the KKK's history with the African-Americans. They don't know the fact that they were not only white supremacists, but they were Christian supremacists as well. They believed very strongly in being a Christian by and large, and they hated Catholics. They hated Jewish people. Uh, There was a lot of hate to be going around, and that was especially true in the Wichita chapter of the KKK. KK, and I, that is important for later, I promise you. So another thing that was very popular in the 1920s was the Negro Baseball Leagues. Negro Baseball Leagues were designed so African-Americans could play baseball because in Major League Baseball, they were currently not allowed to play. Now, uh, Negro Leagues uh, started all the way back in the 1800s, but in the 1920s, this is considered to be the height of these leagues. And most of these leagues featured teams and cities that had to by and large, pay their own way to play baseball. We didn't have the amenities of like Babe Ruth and the New York Yankees. And so uh, it it was quite uh, something that you wanted. You wanted to be passionate about playing baseball in order to play in the Negro Leagues. And it wasn't just for African-Americans. It was for Latin Americans too. Uh, There were a lot of different people that played in the Negro Leagues Um, The first professional black baseball team was the Cuban Giants from 1885. But in 1920s, we have leagues that exist all across the country. Uh, And in 1925, this occurs. The Kansas Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court of Kansas, rules that the Ku Klux Klan is a sales organization and not a benevolent society. Now, what does that mean? That means that they no longer can legally operate in the state without an official charter. And on June 3rd, they present an official charter, which the state, now run by more progressives, rejects. They basically are trying to get the Klan out of Kansas. And so this... uh, it is a problem for the Ku Klux Klan. Obviously, the Ku Klux Klan wants to find themselves uh, to, as in a, as a benevolent society. It gives them rights to exist and 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 uh, meet peacefully. And obviously, Kansas wants them out. And so, uh, the same month that they apply for this charter, the Wichita Klan has a baseball club. They have a club that they play baseball, and they're all KKK members. I know this is sometimes hard to hear, but they are. It was a club, a baseball club in Wichita that challenges all of, or it doesn't challenge, that, that exists to play baseball. And what they do is, is they believe that they just need to reach out to the community and show their face in the community more and understand that they can live even though they disagree with others. And so they challenge 
uh, the Wichita Mon- Monrovians to a baseball game. So the Ku Klux Klan Wichita chapter baseball team challenges the local Negro League team, Wichita Monrovians, to a baseball game. They believed it would improve their image in Kansas and also showcase the superiority of their race. They believe once they defeated uh, uh, this Negro League baseball team, they would be they would show they would show that they could live in the community, but also that they were superior in every aspect, even baseball. They believed that they would win easily. They didn't think it would be a problem at all. The Wichita Monrovians were named after Monrovia, the capital of Liberia. They originally played in the Colored Western League until its collapse. The organization had to create its own schedule. They would travel everywhere to play. Uh, They played for African-American charities, so they would give money specifically to the Phyllis Wheatley Children's Center and Home in Wichita, Kansas. There are Phyllis Wheatley centers across the, the country. Uh, they, they accepted the KKK's challenge as an opportunity to stick it to the bigots. And so on June 21st, 1925, on a 102-degree Sunday afternoon, the Wichita Monrovians played the KKK in a game of baseball. A lot of things had to be agreed upon before they could play. First of all, they played at a city-owned park that allowed interracial activity that was very difficult to find. Uh, The two sides agreed to hire white Irish Catholic umpires because the KKK hated Catholics um, and but refused to have people of color umpire the game, and this was the compromise. Irish Catholics would be the umpires of this game. Um, And according to the local Wichita papers, the game was played in front of a good-sized crowd. We don't know exactly the attendance that happened, but they had a lot of rules and security posted so people couldn't fight each other during the game. The Wichita Monrovians beat the KKK. The KKK's charter never gets accepted, and they have to leave Wichita. That is the end of story number one. Your three minutes of questions start right now. Um, uh, what was the final score? Ten to eight. Ten to eight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was a battle. It's a battle. That's right. Did any fight breaks out or anything? Um, they had a lot of rules to make sure fights didn't break out. Like you, um, there were a lot of things, very offensive stuff that they talked about in these rules that I didn't know if this podcast was the best place to get into. Like several KKK members threatened that they were going to bat with a cross. Um, Mm. And that was outlawed. Uh, There were people claiming that they were going to bring ropes to the stands. A lot of things that like had to be outlawed. Like the process to get this game played was bigger than the actual game itself. Although it was nice to see that. And who worked together to get make to to, the KKK and the Negro Leagues. So there were officials from both that came together in a room. That's right. To get the rules put in place. That's right. Here's my question. What did the representatives from the Negro League had gain from this? Like, what what did you gain by playing this game? Because it seems to me like the well, KKK has more in that regard to yes, gain. Yes, but historically speaking, any public forum where they could be treated as equally and to showcase that they are equal was one they were going to take. Mm-hmm. So in a, on a baseball diamond in front of other people, this was a huge opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Thomas? Thomas, are you there? I think he's way behind. Yeah, I think he's way behind. Um, I do have one more question, uh, which is this. Uh, they they came together, and at, at some point, the KKK members would have had to at, at least compromise to to allow these rules to happen to eventually uh, help the game happen. That's right. Uh, 
what did the what did other um, uh, not uh, what are they called chapters of the KKK think about this happening? Because they actually had to work with. Uh, with black people to yeah. make sure this game happened. What did the other chapters think about it? I think that uh, like to understand white supremacy is to understand that people who are white supremacists don't avoid people of color. Uh, they just believe that they're superior. And so white supremacists have no problem interacting with people of color. It's a matter of thinking. But they had to compromise. Yeah, they did because they wanted to play the baseball game. They wanted to be restored as a benevolent society or at least someone that had a charter in the, st- the city which taught in the state of Kansas. Okay. All right. That'll do it. We'll hope Thomas can join us shortly. I, I can see him at least, so we'll see what happens. Um, maybe what we should do is we should take a break. Yeah. And by the time that he get we get back, maybe he'll be back. I love and we'll it. We'll be good to go. You're so good at this. I Let's love take it. a break. Okay. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. Thomas, are you with us? I'm still here. Yeah, I heard that whole story. Okay. And you did, did you just not hear the question time or what? I, I, I dipped out for just a second. I heard... It must have been the point. Must have been the out. point where he dipped out. Okay, well, we'll continue forward. Hopefully you can hear this story as well, Thomas, and we'll move forward. Story number two, Superman defeats the KKK, starts right now. So The Adventures of Superman was a dramatized radio program that aired from 1940 to 1951. The six, there was a comic that existed of Superman before 1940. He successfully debuted in the comics in 1938, but The Man of Steel has more success on radio than he does in the comics, at least before the 1950s. Um, This started as a 15-minute dramatized serial three times a week and turned into a half-hour serialized show uh, with special episodes airing on Saturday nights. Uh, This is in that transition where people still listen to the radio on Saturday nights. And by 1946, it was listened to on almost 5% of the nation's radios, which is a lot. Five out of every 100 people in the country were listening to The Adventures of Superman on Saturday nights. (laughs) The most famous part of Superman that still exists today was the opening narration of the radio program. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, uh, able to leap tall buildings, that whole bit. 
up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. That was all from the radio program. And for the first five years of its run, Superman had uh, a very specific villain. From 1940 to 1945, he faced one central villain. Who do you think that was? Charizard. Charizard is incorrect. Ah. Uh, I'm going to go with Maggie. Yeah, it's the Nazis. Oh, oh yeah, it's wow. not Charizard. Shockingly enough, not Maggie. <laughs> Could have been there. Could have been there. Uh, it's the Nazis. That is during World War II. And so Superman fights the Nazis in these dramatized radio programs. Well, it's at this point that I need to tell you one thing and then introduce you to another guy. First of all, the KKK begins to experience a resurgence in the 1940s in popularity and membership and in political influence. Understand that around the country, the KKK was helping white supremacists get elected just because you weren't in the KKK. Didn't mean you weren't a white supremacist. They existed all across the country and kind of still do. That's neither here nor there. The KKK started to resurge once again in the 1940s. They had so in the 1920s. And let me introduce you to a man named Stetson Kennedy. You know Stetson oh, Kennedy. Oh, I know Stets. You know Stets real well. Yep. Big Stets. Uh, Stetson Kennedy's the author of 10 books, but he's more famous for being a human rights activist. And in the early 1940s, he infiltrates the KKK by going undercover and becoming a member of their group. Think black Klansmen, but Absolutely, white, yeah. white Klansmen. Uh, Stetson Kennedy becomes a member. He works his way up the KKK ladder. He learns... Uh, he attends meetings. He learns organizational secrets. He learns their code words that they use out in public. He learns some of the rituals that they practice, and he does enough research, and then he leaves the KKK, and they never know that he infiltrates the KKK. So Stetson Kennedy, no longer a Klansman, has a book of evidence of things the KKK doesn't want you to know, code words they use in public, rituals, meeting places, all of these things. And he is searching for the perfect place to unpack all of this stuff that he wants the public to know about. And so it just so happens that he finds the adventures of Superman. He believes uh, that it's a perfect thing. For, it's a perfect combo. Superman is done fighting the Nazis because the Nazis are defeated in 1945. He needs a new villain. The KKK can be a new villain, but he can basically put in this radio serial all the real information of the KKK and how they meet, where they meet, what they say, all those things. And the writers of, uh, the producers of Superman, they go for it. They do a 16-episode serial entitled Clan of the Fiery Cross where Superman fights the KKK and wins and defeats the KKK. Throughout the storyline, Superman not only dis systematically defeats the KKK, but they use all of Kennedy's actual research to allow Superman to unmask them and their secrets and the serial had an actual effect on the KKK. By 1948, uh, recruitment was down over 98% in the KKK, and it became commonplace for people to mock the KKK in overt meetings or meet in the places that they were supposed to meet. To mock them, people believed that the Superman uh, serial had a part in that as well. That is the end of story number two. Your three minutes of questions start right now. How did people know um, that the stuff that was in the radio show was real. Was, was yeah. real. I don't know the answer to that question. I do know that Stetson Kennedy did write after this and do interviews after this. And so my assumption was that they probably started off as, uh, you know, less than real. But you can imagine that there were, if five out of every 100 people listened, there were probably Klansmen that were listening to Superman. 
How did uh, Stetson get uh, connected with the Superman franchise? Like, he he was he originally a writer? He for was them? a writer, and then he I don't know. He talked to the producers of them, I guess. <clears throat> okay, uh, Thomas, you got? Are you there? Yeah, was there a main heavy in the KKK that Superman was fighting against, or was it just like... I don't know the, the answer to that. I, I assume that there was. Uh, anytime you have a fi- like the fiery clan of the cross or whatever it's called, like I assume that there was one big heavy that he was fighting, just like there would be with the Nazis. I'm sure, sure assume it's similar. How hard was it for a white guy to join the Klan? Um, not hard at all. Yeah. I mean, white, white people had all kinds of, uh, you know clout and privilege in the night. I Did mean, it get any harder after this? Because you very easily were able to go I'm and sure learn they all went the things. Through, there was probably certain tests that were designed to make you uh, uncomfortable if you were not a real Klansman. But I mean, as we know from the story of Black Klansman, which is a true story, yeah. like it happened again. I'm sure it happened multiple times. Yeah. Um, how long did this show run for? Um, 16, well, the show entirely, Superman was 1949, 16 line. weeks. Okay. Yeah. I'm good. You're good? All right, here we go. That's the end of story number two, and that's the end of the question time. So we got one more story left. You guys ready? I'm ready. Ooh, yeah. All right, dancing defeats the KKK starts right now. So as we see, about every ten to twenty years, uh, we have another resurgence of the KKK in the 1950s or 60s. And I, this show is not about preaching politics, but understand every time we're trying to give people more rights, the people that don't want equality tend to step up into the forefront. It happens on a regular basis, and that is the case in the 50s and 60s. A massive time for civil rights movements. We have Brown versus the Board of Education. We have the Voting Rights Act. We have the Civil Rights Act. We have JFK being shot. We have MLK being shot. We have a ton of stuff happening, and the Klan becomes a big part of the South and really of the nation as a whole during this time. There were huge legislative pushes toward equality like we had never seen before this moment. Uh, This version of the Ku Klux Klan uh, was specific violence towards civil rights activists and their white supporters. So the Klan was a a lot more broad spectrum the earlier you get, um, but this was centered around uh, integration. It was centered around equality uh, based upon the color of your skin, and it was centered around civil rights movements. For instance, uh, Medgar Evers uh, was shot in Mississippi by Byron D. LeBeck, who was a Klan uh, dragon or something like that. This was a normal, commonplace part of living in that time. Unfortunately, they want segregation back. They believed that America was great. It was better when you had segregation, whereas Brown versus the Board of Education in 1954 said that schools had to integrate, and that's a long process that takes place across the United States. And so the other thing about the claim you need to know in the 1950s and 60s is it was much more splintered. It wasn't nearly as united as it was in previous iterations. And so let me lead you to Atlanta, Georgia in 1956. In response to the Brown versus Board of Education ruling in 1954, the KKK held a rally in 1956. A lot of people don't know this, but it took a while for schools to integrate in the South because there was a lot of resistance in the South. If you've ever seen the movie Remember the Titans, which takes place in 1972, that's the first full year of integration in that school. So it takes 18 to 20 years. Strong side. Left side. So it takes 18 to 20 years for uh, schools to integrate specifically in the South because of the resistance. And so as schools begin to integrate, they do so in big cities first. So the big cities in the South, Little Rock, Arkansas has a big thing that happens, Montgomery, Alabama. The big cities in the South integrate first. The smaller cities, it takes years before integration actually 
really happens. So 1956, in response to integration starting in Atlanta, Georgia, the KKK held a rally on the top of, you guessed it, Stone Mountain, Georgia, with over 3,500 Klansmen in attendance at the rally. Stone Mountain, Georgia, famous for its laser show of Robert E. Lee and the like. So, um, it is at this. Was this like after the laser show, like late at night, or like when was the, the laser show? I don't know show? if you know this. The laser show <laughs> did not exist. What? Um, the laser show's always a, been there. Devil a, went down yeah. to Georgia. Come on. Yeah, a clan, a clan laser party. I don't want any part of any of those things. And so, what we had in the 1950s when Klansmen would meet, they would meet in places called clan halls. And these halls were just a terminology coin for where these meetings would take place in the Klan Hall. Well, the other thing that was popular in the 1950s were dance halls uh, for sock hops and dances of the like. And so dance halls were this coin terminology where teens would gather to dance, usually without their parents knowing. There was a big band sock hop style of dancing. Um, and so what's interesting is, is on August 12th, 1956, uh, a month and a half after uh, the Klansmen hold the rally at Stone Mountain, Georgia, civil rights workers found out the location, and it was uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s group, found out the location of the Atlanta chapter of the KKK. They knew where their Klan hall was. And in response to the Stone Mountain rally a subsequent and subsequent violence in Atlanta, uh, a dance hall protest broke out in the Klan Hall. Over 500 people of mixed race, mostly teens and 20-somethings, participated in a three-day protest where they did not stop dancing for 65 straight hours. Been there. They haven't we all? Mm. You've been there. They continued to dance. The Klan called the police. The police come and initially stopped. The Klan continued to protest. They get the chief of, of Atlanta police, who is a white guy, as you can imagine, and they finally arrest the dancers on August 15th of 1956. The incident led to an Atlanta city ordinance that banned Klan gatherings in the greater Atlanta area. That is the end of story number three. Your three minutes of questions start right now. or were they playing pre-recorded music? They brought a house band. They brought the whole band in and everything. They started in the middle of the night. So they started in the middle of the night, broke in, brought the house band in, and then they would take turns dancing. So it wasn't the same people dancing for all 65 And I'm hours. assuming it wasn't the same band playing for 65 No, 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 it wasn't. It was a revolving band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's fascinating. L a lot of dancing. A lot of dancing. Is that a question? A lot of dancing? <laughs> did anybody get hurt? Was there any, did they ever, did the KKK try to get in? No, no, no. They arrested anything? 28 people for How's dancing. That? That's it. They got arrested. And then they were out. So there were over 500 people, though. Only 28 got arrested. Yeah, so only some people arrested. scattered? Or? Yeah, they didn't have 500 police officers, so it was a little bit tougher to, to get them. And there was still, and it was a protest, so they didn't come willingly. Matters, matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was anyone prosecuted for this? No one was prosecuted for it. In fact, the uh, the mayor of Atlanta at the time was trying to get the KKK out to begin with, and this actually fueled that fire to help get the KKK out of Atlanta. So it was a successful... It was a super successful event, yes. And what year was it again? 56. 56, okay. Yeah. All right, I'm good. I think I'm good. Same. All right. All three stories in the books... Sounds like Thomas's audio is good to go, which good is go. good news because, Thomas, this is the part of the program where you're needed the most. Thomas, you get to determine the order in which you would like these gentlemen and yourself to reveal the, the story that you believe to be the lie. What order would you like them to go in? Uh, I'd like to go first. Uh, let's have Mr. Shoot the Moon go first. Okay. Okay. That's Bra me. Bran first, Panda second, Thomas last. Bran, 
Go for it. Um, I believe that uh, the Superman story actually happened, and so I'm going to go with that one as my lie. Superman is the lie. Shoot the moon, baby. Superman's the lie. Panda? Uh, I think the baseball story is your story. Okay. Um, I just do not believe that they would have. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just... I'm edgy on this one, Dan. You're but edgy I'm on this gonna one. I'm gonna say baseball. Baseball story, Thomas. Uh, I'm also gonna go with the baseball story. Okay. Uh, I believe I am a big enough baseball fan and historian to have come across this story if it had actually happened. Gotcha. Fantastic. Glad we're here today. Bran? Yes. The Superman story is true. You missed it again. <laughs> and guys, I've got the history champion and the jeopardy champion and it brings me great joy to tell you that you both missed it wow you both no. missed it that is right that story is 100 true the wichita wow. monrovians what a day and the clansmen of the wichita chapter of the kkk my story is the dance story never happened not a thing wow i fooled you all got him what a day what Boy. a day man yeah, I'm a huge baseball fan too, Thomas. I, I'm, I'm happy that, that you're, you're one as well. But unfortunately, you do not get to move on in the Tournament of Champions. Oh, boy. You will sleep well at night with that $2,000 that we are not giving out That's to right. anyone, though. Uh, Thomas, That's okay. I'm used to losing game shows. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, thanks so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, As always, you can follow us at HisStoryPod on the Twitter. That's right. Please leave a rating and review. Uh, It would help us uh, tremendously to hear uh, your thoughts on the show, especially if they're five stars. They're one star. You can leave those to yourself. We got two more weeks left? You got two more. I think think there's more than that. Oh, okay. Sorry. uh, I I can tell you in a second. Okay. You can get, tell me about Bramble Jam Plus. Yeah, I will. You can get this show on every show, uh, including Yo Gavel Gavel, which I thought we were recording right now. Uh, BrambleJamPlus.com. And you get in some, you get a bonus history. It's called His Story. where uh, we tell three stories from our lives. One of those stories is made up and you got to figure out which is a fun thing. Uh, you get bonus, uh, bonus, like the homework, bonus randoms. I mean, come on, all ad free. Why wouldn't you do it? We have four left. Brandon. Wow. Four, four left. left. Four okay. more guests. And then the tournament of champions gets you think real. You, can, you think you can uh, shoot the moon? Do you want to know what's the most, can I tell you the truth? The most frustrating thing about this is I, <laughs> I was going to go with the dance story. <laughs> <laughs> like you really thought it was my story. Or? I, I, I was in my mind. I was like, 65 hours is a very long time. I don't think that happened, but I was, I'm trying to play the bit and hope like, because there is a part of me that believes that I, that I'm always going to be wrong. And so if I, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. crazy is if you had just decided to start playing for real, you probably if I continued to yeah. miss them, you could have tied. You, you know what, guys? Right. The next four weeks, I'm back in. Okay, I'm back yeah. in. I'm back yeah. in. Yeah. And, and give me, I, I what? Well, you're up five. You're I'm up five. five. Oh. I need one to be a two pointer for me. That's fine. Okay, one's a two pointer. If if yeah. I get the next three weeks right, the last four game four no, the next three weeks, the, last the final one, one will be worth two and points. And he has to miss them all. Yes, exactly right. And yeah. he is going to. He's go- wow. Oh. Guys, you don't want to miss it. Going down the home stretch tournament of champions. Thanks for listening. If it's not history, it's it's his story, story, baby. History or His Story is a Bramble Jam podcast televised by Friendly TV and recorded live in Greenville, South Carolina at the Bramble Jam Podcast Network Studios. It's produced by Brandon Gray and written by me, Daniel Thompson. For more information on History or His Story, you can go to hisstorypodcast.com. And to be a guest on the show, you can email me, dan at deckthehallmark.com.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.